Why don't you start by introducing yourself? Oh, did you see my email about the Cool Company Awards? I did. How good's that? That's awesome. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I thought Antel had sort of shut down, but they've still got the website, don't they? No, no, they shut the magazine. Yeah, they've just gone online. Yeah. Okay, ready? Introduce yourself to us. Hi, I'm Yvonne Adele, previously known as Miss Megabyte, but had a reincarnation as Ideas Culture a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago? Yeah, two and a half, actually. It's been going that long and I just found out about it. That's just wrong. I leave Melbourne and I just miss out, miss out on everything. That's right. We unfollowed you. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about Ideas Culture, Yvonne. Yeah, well, uh, Miss Megabyte was um, a, sort of a technology persona that, you know, I would appear on television talking about technology for, you know, the every person sort of thing. And um, I fell into professional speaking out of doing that and being on TV. People would say, well, you know, we're running a technology conference or a business conference and we need some um, technology tips. Let's get that colourful girl off the telly. And so I, I found professional speaking that way and realised that that was really my absolute love because it's sort of a cross between presenting and consulting really so uh when miss megabytes started getting less and less calls for speaking at conferences because people are much more au fait with the technology now and they know where to go for, for free answers which is google um i sort of had to have a reinvention and i went into a bit of a business development phase and decided well you know my first uh, my first preference was to stay um, as a speaker and consultant but then I thought, well, what's the second most common thing people come to me for outside of computer help? And it was ideas. And I thought, well, you know, I wonder if there's a buck to be made out of the fact that you're, you know, good with ideas and you never take no for an answer. So I started looking at creative thinking and innovation and all that sort of stuff, change management and everything. And I ended up ordering 37 books from Amazon um, about creative thinking or the like and started reading them as they came in. And uh, a speaker in Perth, David Price, taught me this technique, technique. When you're trying to work out what your topic is or what your book, what the book is that's in you or whatever, as you're reading books and looking at blogs and things like that on the subject, whenever something jars you, so whenever you go, oh, I would have written that differently or no, they got that wrong or wow, that was a good way to explain it, you make a note of that. And then by the time I got through these 37 books, and I read a couple of them a couple of times. I had my own massive piece of butcher's paper, which was my version of the way that I would have explained things, and, and that sort of gave me a lot of clarity, and I sort of deleting things and regrouping things and realised that I actually had my own way of explaining how to get ideas and select the best ones and implement them. So um, that became my technique, and I wanted a business name that completely encompassed what I was setting out to do, which was to build a culture of ideas in the workplace. Well, thank you for that background, but what is Ideas Culture, the business that you now have? <laughs> okay, so we teach business people how to get, select and implement fresh ideas. So, the, you know you know, brainstorming, mm -hmm. classic brainstorming, everyone's sat in a brainstorm where there's five or six people sitting around a table and they're there because there's ideas that need to be got about a particular business challenge. And what will happen is someone will stand up at the whiteboard with a uh, whiteboard marker and they'll go, undescribe, which kind of means they don't have to join in. And uh, they'll go, right, okay, anyone got any ideas? And everyone sits there and goes, mm, yeah, okay, well, I sort of had this idea. We've already talked about that. And they'll eat the muffins. And all the, the person, the whiteboard marker will go, 
okay, we're going to go around one at a time. Has anyone got any ideas? And so they start with one person and everyone's dreading, they're dreading it coming to them because they don't, they don't, they're judging their ideas and they don't want to be the first one to speak. And then by the time it gets to the last person, two people stole their idea and all that, it's rubbish. So no one uses any creative thinking techniques like little activities that will mine the brain for ideas in these brainstorm sessions. So you end up... 45 minutes later, you've got this half-baked idea that anyone outside the business could have given you and, you know, nothing really ever gets done. So there's, there's two main things in a brainstorm, which I actually now call an idea-sparking session rather than a brainstorm because brainstorm sounds difficult. Um, two things that, that we do in my idea-sparking sessions that, that completely transform it and, in fact, get you 80% more ideas than before. The first one is to think solo first. There's this collaborative process um, of working together called think, pair, share. And the think part of it is where you just do the brainstorm, the idea sparking on your own with your own piece of paper, no matter how many people are in the room with you. And that allows you to sort of do this mind writing, this sort of flow of ideas to come and you're not judging anything, you're just spitting it all out and getting it on the page. Then you scan your list of ideas and put a big tick next to the two that you like the best and you pair up with one person. And, that, and you share each other's ideas, you build on them, you might get new ideas from that little discussion. Then you pair up with another pair and you discuss your ideas in, in your little groups and you build on your ideas and that sort of thing. And you, you can then, again, the four of you pair up with another four. Then that group of eight will present back to the room on the one idea that they like the best and that they sort of built together. So it's owned by everybody then. So you're doing this think, pair, share thing which organically grows the ideas rather than, you know, expecting them to come from one person and, and, you know, in a way that they don't actually prefer, which is to blurt out an idea before they've thought about it very well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so the brainstorming is one thing. So we can do that, you know, in a, we do it in a, a meeting room of five or six people or we'll do it at a conference with a thousand people. So it's like an organic, organic way of getting ideas. So the first thing is to do it solo, but the second thing is to use a creative thinking technique. And like the one that I teach most regularly because it's the absolute easiest to remember and you can do it anywhere where you're standing in the supermarket or you're sitting at your desk on your own or whatever is to just use random word association. So any business challenge that you're facing, um, you just look out the window and pick one random thing. Look out, If you haven't got a window, you look on an email and grab a word out of an email, but make sure it's an object, a noun. And then you just think, how has that got anything to do with my challenge? I'm going to force a connection between that random word and the challenge that I'm trying to face. Like, for example, the other day I was working at a conference with um, some CPAs, accountants, and, you know, they were there because they've got to increase their professional development points. So, you know, it's a three-hour session and they get three points for that. So they chose that session, you know. So they're not a, hardly any of them really. You, you wouldn't know if they were there because they wanted to learn creative thinking or they were there because they wanted to increase their CPD points, you know. So we did this. Everyone wrote down their challenge. And this one accountant's challenge was, how can I show my manager above me um, what the priority levels of the um, work that I'm giving him for signature are. So he, he'll give a whole lot of stuff to his boss and the boss needs to sign it and he's having a lot of trouble getting the, the stuff back in time. So he, I, I said to the group, just think of one thing that you used today. And in his case, he used the word teabag because he used a teabag. And he, from the word teabag, when associating that with his <laughs> challenge of... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait, you're kidding me, right? He came no. up with the word teabag? Yeah, because he used a teabag. <laughs> It wasn't, te- said, wasn't tea bagging, just tea bag. 
<laughs> just T-Bag. He's a straight-laced accountant, you know. This is uh, not Big Brother. <laughs> we know what these straight-laced accountants are like. Late yeah, at well, night. yeah, he might, he might have been out to sacrifice a goat after that. I don't know. He's but... thinking of his boss, and he yeah. came up with the word T-Bag. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Of course you would, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I'm, so he had, he had just used the tea bag in the afternoon tea break. So there you go. What happens at, at CPA Congress stays at CPA Congress. And um, he then went tea bag, tea is hot, hot and cold. What about red, green and red, amber and green, like a traffic light system? So he's now come up with this idea of putting these green, orange or red um, dots on every single piece of document that has to go for approval to his boss and so the green ones mean um, the green ones mean they have to be signed within a week, the orange ones within two days and the red ones have to be signed today so that the gatekeeper, the, the secretary or the, the PA or whatever knows you know, which ones to put at the top of the pile. So he just got that in like a couple of minutes. You know, that's the sort of thing that can happen. Yeah, it's an old Edward de Bono thing I think, um, random association right? Well, yeah, way before him. Okay. It's the first time I heard it. I remember managing um, a singer for a few years in Melbourne 10 years ago, and she would struggle to write songs. Oh, I'm not very creative. I don't feel very inspired. And I'd grab a newspaper or something and just find a word in the newspaper and write, okay, we're going to write a song about this. Yeah. What, what, is, what does this bring to mind? What does this mean to you? And just force her to sit down and write a song about whatever that word was. That's the thing, because, you know, at, at any given moment, you can only use the bits of information that are floating around in your head at the time. And, like, if you're talking about, like, for example, I worked at a radio station, a sales team at a radio station a couple of months back, and they were trying to win a pitch. Uh, it was a competitive pitch. There was another radio station going for this particular advertising campaign, and it was Nintendo was the client. And um, they, they got into their groups and uh, were using random word association to come up with an idea of a way that they could actually win this business, right? And they wanted 100% of the money to come to the to the one station. And the other station was doing the same thing. I wasn't actually working with them. <laughs> that would have been good. Um, so I was working with this one station, and they the three different groups started getting very excited, the two of them, and I thought, what's going on here? So I said, okay, let's check in with each other. What ideas have you come up with? And the two groups who were all getting excited had come up with the same idea. Even though they'd used different words, they'd come up with this really fantastic idea, and they wanted to get out of the meeting and go and write it up and pitch it to the client. And I said, hang on a second. If if you guys have both come up with the same idea, even though it's great, you can be pretty sure that other radio station is very likely to have come up with the same idea, so we've got to push on. And um, it's been found, some research, um, I can't remember where, maybe Belgium I think it was, there's a creativity guy called Carl Ratz who I work with um, online in Belgium and he taught me this, that if you go for the third idea in every instance, that's the one that's going to be coming you know, deep from within and um, that'll be out of the box. So we pushed on to the third and fourth and fifth ideas that we could find and in fact the third idea was the one that got up and won that 100% of the business. So, you know, that that whole notion of using random words is you know it never ever fails and you know even when I, I find I did a, a thing with TAFE people on Friday afternoon and Friday afternoon is a really difficult time to get people to buy into the fact that they can get an idea from anything anywhere anytime you know and even people will sit there with their arms crossed and just go well I've got the word towel and I can't relate that to improving customer service culture in, you know in our organization and I said, that's because you've decided you're not going to get an idea. It is actually impossible not to get an idea, you know, from a particular word. And so I said, okay, she's having trouble getting an idea from the word towel. Five people are yelling out ideas from the word towel, you know. 
So it is possible, and that's just one of you know 90 techniques that you can use at any given moment. So the one I really want to hear about is this ideas while you sleep, the ideas agents. Yeah, so I, I have three things that I do. Ideas while you sleep, I'll come back to that in one sec, and then ideas, for, uh, ideas uh, with you, which is the in-house brainstorming, and then we do ideas via you, which is where if it's your job in your organisation to do the brainstorming with your team, um, you just need a regular flow of brainstorming activities and team-building warm-ups and all that. So we have the three different things. The ideas while you sleep is pretty much the, the trophy one, and so what I did about three months ago is that I had to come up with an under $1,000 product because the, the workshops are like three, four, $5,000, depending on how long they go for. And that's just too much for small businesses to use us more than once, you know, every half a year or whatever. So I wanted to find something that would involve um, getting helping people to get the ideas to solve their business challenges, but it didn't involve me or one of my facilitators actually having to appear in person to do it because it was just too expensive. So I went for a walk, which is where I get all my great ideas, walking or on a plane, because there's no computers or children or phones there. And um, I decided I was going to use the word pillow, because when I walked out the door, the last thing I saw was a pillow on the bed, because I have a home office. So I walked out the door and I started with the word pillow, and I thought, what if you could get ideas while you sleep? And then as soon as I said that, I went, ideas while you sleep, that's really catchy. So how could I get people ideas while they sleep? What if they sent the challenge to me and I brainstormed it overnight and gave them the ideas and then I thought, well, hang on, what if we got someone who was actually awake at the time that Australia was sleeping? And so I jumped onto Twitter. At that time, I had 2,000 followers and now I've got 4,500 or something. And I said on Twitter, anyone interested in doing brainstorming on really interesting client projects, earn money um, from your own office. And I had 72 people register in less than an hour. So I thought, oh, hang on, this is going to work. So let me go and find some clients. So I picked 12 quite diverse clients from my list and asked them, would this be something that they would be interested in? How much would they expect to pay for it? And all that little bit of market research. And uh, every single one of them were just jumping at it. So I quickly created, using Camtasia, I created a little six-minute video to train the brainstormers on how to do a brainstorm my way with my creative thinking techniques um, in 15 minutes that they would all take 15 minutes to do it and we pay them about 100 bucks an hour so they, they get paid every four brainstorms. And, um, and then I started asking clients to test it out. So I gave them all a freebie and they all absolutely loved it and it was working. So it was, I was following the whole ready, fire, aim philosophy of just fix it while it's up there live. And, um, and now we've done hundreds of them. We've got 440 brainstormers in eight different countries ranging in age between 15 and 82. We've got students and housewives and CEOs and, um, you know, and every time a blogger somewhere in the world mentions us, we get three new clients at least overnight. And so we've got clients in oh, Spain, Germany, UK, US, and the most diverse challenges you can imagine. Like, I'll just go through the list here. The really, the, the really, really interesting challenges. We've had people wanting business names. We've had, um, you know, surfwear label wanting to get in some online retail stores. We've had um, a cartoonist wanting to get his cartoons syndicated in newspapers all around the world. Um, a, count, a city council wanting to bring families into the area um, without alienating the sort of funky group that's there. Uh, a mum and dad business who go around rural Australia teaching people how to work their farm dogs on their properties properly, how they, how they can bring students into their um, properties. We've got a, a port wine company in South Africa wanting to know how they can achieve, you know, an international presence 
Well, it's really, really good fun, actually, getting all these interesting challenges from around the world. You've basically figured out how to monetize Twitter. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what people keep coming to me and saying, like, you're using Twitter for, for a different sort of thing because you've mobilised a workforce on Twitter. So what I'll do is any given day I'll jump onto Twitter and I'll say any, who, which of my ideas agents are available and, you know, they jump on to this sort of um, online community that I've got for them and they, um, you know, they state their availability and I have um, three levels of brainstormers, so we call them ideas agents. So if your ideas that you that you submitted are ones that the client actually took up in the end. So for every uh, um, challenge, the, the client sends a challenge by 4pm any day on our website and by 10 o'clock the next morning they get about 100 ideas. So the way that that happens is once the client submits the challenge, um, we the, the system chooses a team of brainstormers who have been waiting the longest to do a, a brainstorm, an idea sparking session, and it chooses two premium brainstormers and three um, mid-level ones and three apprentices who are just starting out and that sort of thing. So of the people who are available at the time and all that. So there's quite a little sort of algorithm that I've created like that um, is an automatic rostering system. And, uh, and yeah, they, and, and then there's also spots for volunteers. So some of the ideas agents, although they haven't been chosen as a paid um, ideas agent for that project, they can still choose to submit ideas on a volunteer basis because they just want to do it. This, this one CEO, or this international company CEO, he doesn't want to be paid at all. He's just using it to keep his brain active and out of the boardroom, you know, which is cool. So I've mobilised this workforce on Twitter and um, it's working really well. The great thing I love about this, when I, when I first heard about it last week and started to, to read up on it on your website, I thought, well, that's how I've been using Twitter for years, just for myself. Yeah, right. I'll go out and say, hey, what should I do about this? What should I do about that? And, you know, you get 50, 100 people give you answers and you pick the ones you like the best. But uh, I'd never thought before about taking that as a resource out to other businesses. Right. Yeah, and so sometimes what I'll do is um, I've extended it into... Do you use Google Docs much? Uh, yeah, I live on Google Docs, yeah. Yeah, so I use Google Docs because all of my staff are virtual, right? So we have Google Sites and Google Docs. But what I've done a couple of times, when, when community groups have approached us and asked us to do a free overnight brainstorm, and in fact when I've offered it to people like say the Royal Flying Doctor Service or there's a business women's networking group in New Zealand that I wanted to help out, they wanted a new business name. Um, I'll, I'll open up a, a public Google Docs spreadsheet which is viewable and editable by anybody and then I'll, I'll jump onto Twitter and so whether you're one of my ideas agents or not, I'll say hey anyone um, got any cool ideas for a, um, a business name for New Zealand um, group and click here and so they'll jump into this Google spreadsheet and at any given time there's 15, 20, even you know, 50 people looking at this spreadsheet and the first time I did this it, it freaked me out actually because it was 1 o'clock in the morning and because my followers are obviously all around the world I'd never used a public Google Docs spreadsheet like that before I just thought I'll just see how this works and you know when people are typing into a cell it goes grey so that you can't go into that cell all of a sudden, it was like watching one of those automatic pianola things play without anyone there, like a ghost. <laughs> all these cells were going grey, and then all these things, all these ideas were popping up, and I was in the little chat room on the right-hand side running a creative thinking activity that people could follow. So it was like a guided brainstorm. And um, in I think it was 58 minutes or something, we had 400 ideas in there from all around the world. So people just love to join in. You know, 
they love to collaborate and join in. So that's been working really well as well. You know, I, I like it on a number of levels. I, I've often been lamenting that the internet should be a way of uh, making us all smarter. Lever- as Tim O'Reilly has often said, you've got to find a way to leverage the collective intelligence of your audience, and, and yeah. that's something that you're absolutely doing. And the other thing I like about it from a corporate perspective, because I've worked in big corporates, and I know that there's a lot of politics in these brainstorming sessions, and you have the certain people, the troublemakers like myself, who are always throwing up the ideas that no one else really wants to hear about because it goes against the existing culture of the business and other people want to favor the idea that the boss thinks is a good idea. Yeah. And so it becomes a little bit stultifying culturally and you're sort of breaking it out of those cultural boundaries where the ideas are coming from outside and uh, nobody's going to look stupid for putting that idea forwards because these people don't care, obviously, your ideas agents. That's exactly right, you know, and, and well, the, the one thing that's frustrating for them is the feedback loop. At the moment, what I'm working on in the system is to, to get them feedback quicker because I get the most common email I get from my ideas agents is, how did the client like my ideas? Now, their ideas would, you know, perhaps be 10 of their ideas in 100 that the client got, and uh, we provide the client with a way of um, evaluating and selecting the ideas. It's quite a sophisticated like matrix that they can use or a, quite an easy method that they can use. But, you know, it takes a long time for them to work through them and, and decide which ones they're going to use, which means it takes a long time for the agents to get feedback, which is a bit disheartening sometimes. So I give them feedback personally. You know, I, I suggest to the, to the client which are the top 10 ideas in my opinion and um, I, I let the ideas agents know that. But, uh, yeah, it is, it is something that I want to fix quickly because, you know, keeping them happy means that they're going to want to work with us even more. So, yeah, you know, we had a couple of, um, couple of spikes in the last three months since I started it because somehow, I, I don't know how it happened, but Springwise mentioned Ideas While You Sleep as, you know, a cool invention as, as they do every week, right? So they mentioned us on their blog on a Friday afternoon and because, you know, they update it um, daily, it was on there for four days pretty much because they didn't update it again until the Monday afternoon. And uh, we got like 12,000 hits in half a day from all around the world and this massive amount of clients from different countries. And I was like, oh, my God, this is working. Oh, this is, you know, this is, this is my ticket. And uh, I started asking my ideas agents, you know, does anyone know how Springwise found out about us? And one, this guy, Carl, who I do a lot of work with in Belgium, he's one of my top brainstormers, he said he posted it at Springwise because a mate of his had come to him and said, look what this chick in Australia is doing. You should do this in Belgium. And he said to his mate, no, no, I'm one of her ideas agents. I wouldn't do that to her. So he, he suggested Springwise mention it so that it would at least be published first all around the world. So now it is, you know, a world first, which I thought was really nice of him. That's wonderful. And and tell me your vision for ideas culture. Do you intend to expand it beyond the idea number of ideas agents you have today? Is this something that can scale up to tens of thousands of people coming up with creative ideas for clients? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we, I, I intend to keep expanding it. The the um, I'm working with some guys in Sydney who are finishing the putting the finishing touches on the, the system, the software that we're going to use um, to manage the community and the clients. And so I've I've sort of held off on doing a massive amount of um, getting the word out until then because I just at the moment can't really handle more than five or six clients a day. And um, you know if if they came in I'd find a way to do it. But 
uh, you know, every time we we get it talked about, we get this massive influx. Like last week, it was listed on a New York advertising agency blog. They did a post on the top five crowdsourcing entrepreneurs in the world, and they listed us as number four. And we got another three clients instantly, and you know, the next day more, and the next day more. So, it's it's um. It just worries me that, I, that I'll mess it up by um, not having the system ready. So that's only a couple of weeks away and then we're just, you know, hell for leather. This is really, since I started in business, the only scalable global product that I have created and, it, you know, the, the, um, the scope for it is endless, really. You know, I mean, in my mind, when I tell people about it, I say, you know, I, I'm going to get on Oprah and start a global, you know, a worldwide public brainstorm on a massive issue like you know, violence to women or something like that, where we have community managers in every country who will watch the the, um, the ideas being put into the spreadsheet as I facilitate a global um, brainstorm on something. That's where I'm headed. <laughs> I can totally see that. And again, I, one of the things I, I just love about this, Yvonne, is that you're doing something, you're starting a business, but it's also doing something that uh, can make the world a better place. It make businesses better and and uh, society better. It's uh, it checks all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. So as long as we've got lots of clients and we can afford to, you know, go off and, and help with community issues. Like for example, in Melbourne today, Neil Mitchell, who's you know the um, the top like talkback broadcaster here on Three AW, he's at Fed Square in Melbourne, the, the city centre, and he's doing a whole community broadcast about violence on the streets and they're talking about whether it's to do with alcohol or young kids having nothing to do and all that sort of stuff and the whole all morning I've been yelling at the radio because I just wish that I had actually been there being able to to facilitate a using probably using Google Docs or, or Ning or something like that uh, a whole sort of community of people who who can't be listening or can't be there or whatever to to bring in more ideas because they're just taking ideas from the floor or from people ringing in or whatever but there's no one really doing that actual creative thinking activities to go a little bit a bit of a level deeper and everyone's coming up with the same old stuff you know we, we never got anywhere last time we talked about this issue with the same old stuff let's take it one level further you know yeah so uh the url for people ideasculture.com and the ideas while you sleep package how much is that it's five hundred dollars or four ninety five, and if you if you buy a bundle of five, you get one for free, and if you buy a bundle of ten, you get three for free. Very nice, congratulations, Yvonne. I'm sure this is going to be absolutely huge. No worries. Thanks for your time, Cameron. And it's an inspiration, and the whole crowdsourcing uh, movement, I think, is one of the most inspiring things that's happening on the net, and you're out there in the forefront, leading the way. So, yet again, thank you and congratulations. Thank you. Well, you better keep an eye out for us and uh, see if we win the Cool Company Awards. <laughs> yes, the Cool Company Awards from our friends at Antil, Mr. Tuckerman. Uh, good luck with that. And uh, uh, when are you on Oprah? What's that date? Uh, I think it's the day after I clean out my sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear about it first. All right, I, I, I'll hold you to that. Cheers. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.